Hey humans, it's Jakea. And it's Veronica. And welcome to Behind, Behind the, the Mic. Mic. Join us Behind the Mic every Wednesday to talk about everything from pop culture to lifestyle. And who knows, we might have a few special guests along the way. Um, every episode, we're going to start the podcast as per usual with some highs and lows of the day, week, month, even life. Depends on what the vibes bring. Kea, what are your highs and lows? Um, my high is that... I turned in my work for today. Like, I had some, like, work that was um, past due, and I got it done. My um, low is probably, like, I turned in an assignment that was worth a lot today, and I'm kind of scared to see how I did. That's so real. Hate that shit. Um, My low of the day is... um. I'm a woman, so I get periods, and that shit sucks, and my period has been terrorizing me all fucking day, all day. Like, last night, that had to be the worst night of my life with a period, like, existing in general. Like, that shit was just terrible. Like, just waking up, going to the bathroom just to fucking go to the bathroom, and just literally just up late at night. Just It's just... Going to sleep with a period has to be just the most living and uncertainty I should I have to be doing because it's just like you just hope you just hope that you wake up and just not feel just this instant discomfort as soon as you sit up because, yeah, I'm not going to get too graphic. But, yeah, that was honestly like the worst part. And I guess I just didn't beat the cramps when I got the Advil. So literally, I was just like, I'm just going to wait till the Advil kicks in. And it's a bit of a lower dose. Like, I try my best not to do too much, like, of high dosage stuff. But honestly, man, I'm going to keep it a bug, y'all. I had to take another one. I was like, yeah, no, like, at this point, I, I'm. it's giving them niggas who be popping perks because I, I was really just trying to get through the night. I was trying to get through the night. And I almost didn't make it to my 8 a.m. I had dreams about not making it to my 8 a.m. But when I woke up, I was like, I can make it. The dreams be so real, though. Dude, the dreams were so... I had dreams about sending texts, emails, all that shit. I was like, bro. Isn't that weird how our mind just tricks us? Literally, I was like, bro. And I woke up, and I'm like, it's 7.15. I can make it. And I got up. I got ready. I went to our call, and I made it actually on time. Like, I I was there, like, four minutes early. So I was like, okay, per, nothing too crazy. Made it. Um... I finally come to terms that I'm going to drop my lab class. I'm just going to drop it and let go and let God at this point. But, yeah, registering for classes has literally been a fucking headache because I literally, as soon as I click register, the shit exited me out the page. And then as soon as I went back on, they talking about something, no spots in the class that I wanted. And I was like, you're a joke. So I went on wait list and I'm waiting. I'm waiting for a motherfucker to drop so I can tap in for real because I'm not like the schedule that I built. I was like, this is the best schedule I can get. And I'm not losing it. Mm-hmm. I'm not losing it. I refuse. I'm not losing it. So, yeah. Real. So transitioning into our lifestyle topics of the day, we're just going to talk about building friendships in college and how that goes. I, I think. Building friendships in college is hard, but if you know people um, beforehand, it's easy. But then me, like I knew like a couple people, but I knew I wanted to make new friends and I'm not the most like social person. Like it kind of takes me a minute. Mm -hmm. And so like 
Yeah, I feel like it is. I won't say it's hard to make friends in college, but it's not easy either. No, it's not, truly. I think when I first got here, my thing is I just hate not knowing nobody in a room. Like, I just hate, like, going to a room and being like, damn, it's just me, da 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 But at least, like, when I came to UNL, like, most of my friends, like, they were underneath NCPA. So I was like, okay, like, those are already people who I know. Most of my friends who got the Buffett, they're like, oh, yeah, like, I'm going to go to Lincoln, too. And so, like, I had that. And then it was just kind of like my roommate, like, me and Amira. Amira's my roommate, y'all, if you couldn't tell from the last episode or two ago. But, yeah, like, that's somebody who I know, like, that's somebody who I'm close to. So it's just, like, I, I enjoy familiarity and stuff. Like, everybody who lives, like, next to me in the dorms, like, J.K. is my neighbor, Catherine and Sydney, shout out to y'all. Those I went are to my middle neighbors. school with them. <laughs> <laughs> LOL. Yeah. Yeah, like, I know them. Like, I know um, J.K.'s roommate, Mia, from middle school, so we know each other literally right around the corner. Isn't that weird, though? What? How we all just, like know each other like have yes connections. yes that and honestly it's cool because then it makes it less awkward when you like walk out and like see each other because it's yeah. like oh yeah like you say what's up because that's your friend type shit yeah and i feel like that really helps getting settled because like i think the hardest part for a lot of people when they get settled into college is just like they feel like they're doing it alone and they're by themselves and stuff and i literally i met this girl yesterday and like she like she's been going here and stuff but i like told her i was like oh yeah like let me know if you're free or anything like that and i'll let you know if my friends are having any hangouts and i'll let them know and then you can come and yeah because it's just like i especially i hate seeing other black girls just be alone like that shit just sucks because it's just like honestly being at a pwy some of these white people just don't care like they don't care like they will talk to their friend like sometimes I try to make conversation and some of them just pretend like they don't see me so I'm like oh okay I guess but that's whatever I just really try my best to like include everybody and make everybody feel included and stuff and I'm like okay like you you don't really got a solid friend group okay like I got a solid friend group like maybe we can integrate you in some way shape or form like you're cool we're cool you're black we're black we already, of us are- we, we already got, like, two or yeah. three things in common. So, like, that's cool. Like, you know, you understand the struggle of being a person of color at a PWI. You know? Mm-hmm. Come on in. Like, the, the, the club is open. Come in. Yeah. So, yeah. But definitely, I just feel like, also, like, with college comes with losing friendships and stuff. I definitely feel like I didn't go through too many friendship breakups before I got to Lincoln. But I feel like... I feel like I had, like, a lot of friendship breakups from the transition from middle school to high school, and that was kind of it. And, like, high school to college, it's, like, whoever, you know, stays in your city, you see him when you go back to the city. Whoever goes to college out of state, you only see him during breaks if y'all really was close like that. And then whoever just goes to the same school as you and stuff, you know, you see each other at school type shit. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just, like, the truth about it. But, yeah, no, like, I think for me... um, I mean, there have been, like, a couple of people who I went to high school with, and we go to the same school, and we don't talk as much as we did in high school. And sometimes it makes me sad when I see them, but it's like... I was going to say, you know everyone, I swear. Every time we go anywhere... Y'all, she's literally dragging it. <laughs> like, she's, like... I, literally, like, the most randomest people would be like, hi, Veronica, oh and I'm like, okay. Literally. Yeah. I'm yeah. a people person, what can yeah, I say? Uh, popular. I wouldn't say I'm popular. I'm just a people person. Like, I'm pretty friendly. I try my best not to seem too standoffish 
and stuff because I just hate standoffish people. Girl, why are you acting like you don't know how to speak to somebody? Please act better than that. Um, but yeah, like I just see people who I used to go to high school with on campus and stuff. And I still say what's up to them and things like that because it's just like, girl, like just because we don't talk too much on a day-to-day basis don't mean I don't care about you anymore. Like you're still my dog. You're still my broski. I just want to make sure you're good type shit. And I know we just don't have college you have so much free time on your hands that's a lie no that's a fucking lie i've seen the post it's like if that's you have it's like awkward to have free time in college literally something gotta be due something always has to be due you got a job if you don't have a job you're always doing something else for a club if you're not doing something for a club you're doing something for yourself like and if you're not doing that i don't know a single person who be doing anything but sleeping, working, doing homework, or just chilling on their phone on their free time. Yeah. Literally. Like, that free time shit is for the birds. Because you always have something to do in college. You always have something to do in college. And there's just always something in the air at college. Like, trust and believe. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just the truth. So, when you get to college for my high school seniors and juniors and those who are thinking about coming to college, don't believe that shit of, in, in college, you have so much free time. No, you don't. You have unstructured free time. That's yeah. what you have. You have unstructured free time. You can do whatever you want with that extra time that you have, but you always end up doing something. There's never a time where you're just sitting there doing nothing unless you have to willingly put something aside to do nothing. Yeah. Literally, that's just the truth about it. Because in high school, the reason why everything felt so jam-packed is because it was a pre-made schedule. You were always doing something. There was never a blank block if there was a blank block you had a study hall you had an early out or you had a late in um you had a lunch time you had something in that block but when you're in college you have to make that schedule on your own and a lot of the reason why people just have that blankness in their schedule is because they did not physically write out or anticipate their day so once they're like done with doing something they're like oh i can go do this Right. I didn't anticipate to have this much extra time on my hands. I guess I'll just do something else. And not going to lie, I'm guilty of that sometimes because sometimes I don't really fully anticipate my day to the T because I'm just like, mm, well, I do know I might do A, B, C, D, E or whatever, but I, I don't know if I'm going to do the other portion of the alphabet. So I'm going to just do the first half. And if the other portion of the alphabet happens to come along, I'm going to just do it type shit. Yeah. I just go day to day. And I know motherfuckers might tell you, I have a daily schedule. Da, 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 da. Shit happens yeah can't classes get canceled sometimes you don't know the class is canceled till you pull up to the class shit that was me last week i was literally rushing the class i got there opened the door lecture hall lecture hall empty seats crickets nothing in there and i'm like damn look at the announcements we have no in-person classes today oh i could have been at my dorm chilling damn that's tough yeah that's just the truth like you just really have to understand that you never really have free time you might have unstructured time that you don't have anything filling in that space, but you never really have free time. You always just try to find something to do. A nap, that's not that's not you. That, that's something you're doing something right there. You're taking mm-hmm. a nap. Um, going to the gym, that's doing something. You're doing that. Eating dinner, that's doing something. There's no really such thing as free time ever. Yeah. Ever. Time isn't free. You're always doing something. So that's why when Netflix was like, you just have so much free time in college, especially as a freshman, you're literally your schedules are unless you're like undecided or something like that. Or, you know, you're just like somebody with such a lenient major, your schedule will be pretty filled because literally on Tuesdays, 
I got class at 8 a.m. to 9.15. Then I have math at 9.30 to um, 9.30 to 10.45. And then after that, I have a cute little break. And then my next class starts at 10.30 all the way to 2.20. And then after that, sometimes on Tuesdays, sometimes, oh, not the lights. Um, sometimes I go to work from 3.30 to 4.30. It's a cute little team meeting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I do that. If I want to stay in the lab, I'll stay till 5 or 6. And then, boom, that's my Tuesday. I go back home. I chill. I literally do some homework, take a shower, go to sleep. Maybe I might eat and chill on TikTok for a minute. Depends on what I want to do with my time. Sometimes when I'm at the dorm, I might just be chilling there. I might do something else. I might be writing scripts. I might be doing, you know, X, Y, Z. Might be thinking out my entire life plan. Might be thinking about my my kids' names. Who knows? I'm doing I'm doing something. Yeah. You're always doing something. You're always yeah. on the move in college. If you're just standing still. If you're just standing Something's still, right. something ain't right. Something, something ain't right. There's something there's something about to be due that's lingering. Yes. And bro. you just haven't caught it yet. Because best believe there have been times where I've seen assignments and they were due a certain date. And I'm like, damn, definitely. I was just sitting down chilling mm-hmm. for a good portion of that day. On that day it was due. And I could have done it at that time. Yeah, that's so real, dude. I had a project that we even got like a week like extended. And I turned it in, like, 10 minutes before it was due. Like, like there's just always something to do. There's always something to do, y'all. And sometimes, though, I won't lie, like, if I find myself as, like, um, like on Mondays, I, that's my biggest break. I think I have, like... No, deadass, y'all. Jakea literally just... She literally has one class that morning. She don't got another class until, so like, that, 3.30. Yeah, so it's, like, I have the biggest break ever. And sometimes, like, I'll wait, and I'll just, like, cram in a whole bunch of work or, like... I don't know. It's always something to do. I choose mm-hmm. to, like, put stuff off just to, like, because I work better when I am under pressure. So that's why mm-hmm. I had almost a month to do this project. And I put the, fi- like, final touches on it an hour before it was due and finished 10 minutes before. Yeah. So I have a speech tomorrow. And I that shit ain't written on no cards. <laughs> that shit ain't even... Like, haven't even, like, The, the draft isn't it. even revised. Like, I'm, like, I still am missing the source. Like, <laughs> and, y'all, I'm gonna keep it a buck. The shit's been revised for, like, almost two weeks. I didn't mm. go to class on... I haven't been to class in almost a week oh. because it's been optional or we don't have to go because it's not your listening or talking day, so you don't have to go. Mm-hmm. I didn't go on Wednesday. I didn't go on Friday. I didn't go on Monday. And tomorrow tomorrow is my talking day and I'm not prepared. I'm going to keep it a buck. I literally have to dress business casual. I even have to remember to dress business casual tomorrow type shit. And yeah. And that's honestly my bad. And But that's just because when you're in college, trust and believe, when you have free time, you are going to want to sleep. You're going to want to sleep. That's just the truth. You're just going to want to sleep. Like that literally just, that's usually your 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 brain First. Like I try my best to be like, oh yeah, maybe I can go to the library and do some homework or yada yada yada. But mm-hmm. sometimes then like this one little thing in my brain just clicks and I'm like, oh, you could take a nap. Yeah. <laughs> and then I go take a nap. Like that's just the truth. Like I'm a pretty tired person. I'm an art major. I do a lot of my classes early in the morning and then I'm kind of out for a good second and then I don't really get back home until the sun's going down. So I really try my best to when I am on a break, I'm going to take a nap. Like literally, y'all, I went back to my dorm today after my 1045, got food, walked to the dorm, got to the dorm at like 1103, 1104, ate for a little bit, laid down on the couch until 
12 o'clock, set two alarms for 11.50 and 12 o'clock. And my next class starts at 12.30, so I started walking at 12.05. Y'all, it's it's calculated like that. Simple shit, calculating shit like that, that takes time. Like, you're never just not doing nothing. And if you think that you're sitting down doing nothing, that means you should be doing something. Yeah something i'd be calculating my naps like okay no if you ass. wake up at this time it gives you enough time to get out of the bed and then you need to go all the way downstairs literally and then you need to, like literally i have to do that otherwise literally. like yesterday i didn't go to my last class because um my alarm went off and i just hit stop and went back to sleep and that was like two o'clock so mm. I did not go to my last class yesterday. Mm. But that's okay. So you never I just up went from to that nap that we disbarded. Yeah, I told ten. you I was going to go take a nap, and I didn't get up till like, 5 o'clock. And then I had to go to work at 8, so. Yeah. Per, per, per. But, I mean, that happens. Yeah. And, like, at the beginning... Oh, no. At the beginning of the year, I was pretty hard on myself about that. But... I'm only human. Like, I'm just a girl, for real. Yeah. Literally just a girl. Because at the end of the day, it's just like, also being in school all the time is tiring. Like, yeah. when you know that's just like, like, you walk out of your dorm, once you get out that HSS premises, you're mm-hmm. on campus, the shit is instantly a yawn. Like, it's instantly yeah. a yawn. Like, knowing I got all this shit to do. I got all this shit to catch up on. I got all this shit to read. I got all this shit to, you know, like, mm-hmm. just so much stuff you and then on top of that your personal life your social life you know all that shit like that and then you just think about it and you're just like bro like i'm fucking tired i'm tired so anytime i can get a nap in i'm gonna get it in because best believe there was like this good week where i would go to sleep by accident and not set an alarm and wake up literally 10 minutes before my class it takes 10 minutes for me to walk to class it takes me at least a good five minutes to fully adjust that i've gotten out of bed and put my shoes on put my back my laptop in my backpack because i put it on the charger between my brakes and then just literally just start walking yeah yeah that's so real that's just tough shit and like recently we just all registered for our places in the village. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that was the only time where we've ever really been so active on any school shit for real. Like, no. I'm going to keep it a buck. Like, like, we was in that bitch like swimwear. And <laughs> that website was so faulty. For a Big Ten institution, that website was so fucking faulty. Because you know the whole student population going to be on there trying to get themselves a good little place to stay. So why why is this shit shutting down on me as I'm trying to pick a good place for me to stay? And that even transitions us into our next lifestyle topic, which is letting go of childhood and transitioning into adulthood. Because honestly, doing all that village stuff was kind of like... I felt like I was voting for the president. Like, it was crazy. FYI, voting for the president will never be like that, like, intense. No, it won't. You can can take your time. I feel like it was like a life or death. It, It felt that way. It felt that way. Um... Because, yeah, like, it was just, like, because, okay, if y'all, like, the structures of the village here in, like, here at UNL, it's just kind of, like, their apartment style um, type thing. So, it's, like, you have either a two or a four. Jakea and our and Jordan got a double. And then me, Amira, Sabrina, and our other friend, Sydney, we got a four. So, the way it's structured is it's an apartment-style-looking room. Um, there's a common area, which is the living room. Then you have an island, and then you have the kitchen. So, mm-hmm. And then you have two bathrooms. If you live in a two-person, there's only one bathroom and then one um, 
one vanity area, but in the four, there's two vanities, two bathrooms. And then in the two, there are like two rooms for each bathroom and vanity, you know what I'm saying? And then for the double, it's just one vanity because there's one room on each side. So it's like, it's an apartment apartment, y'all. It's an, it's an apartment apartment. Like you got a kitchen, you got a stove, you got a dishwasher, I believe. You have a mic. You you have a microwave already there for you. You have a fridge. They put furniture in there. They put a TV stand in there. That you know, like you 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 got that shit. And yeah. it's like you got to really now. It's from you're taking care of a dorm to you're taking care of an apartment and you're mm-hmm. taking care of yourself. And you got to just eat and you got to just do all these. You, you got to do all these adult things that you didn't have to think about as a child. Even in high school, you didn't have to think about that shit. And it's like at least with the dorms. I felt like somebody was still accountable for me in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. But moving into the village, this is when, yeah, I really got to do this shit on my own now. Because, like, everything is here for me. If I don't want to twiddle my fingers and make myself a meal, I'm going to be hungry. Yeah. And as of late, like, one thing that I've been doing, I've been trying to do things that really preserve my childhood memory. Because, like, like I said, like, one thing about me, like, I just, forgetting is always my biggest fear. Like, remembering... When I remember my childhood, it's instantly like a memory feeling. Like it's one of those things where it's like my brain automatically connects to my heart and it just kind of like mm-hmm. warms me up with whatever childhood memory I'm thinking of. And like that even just goes to smallest things like shows. Like I I don't know if I've ever mentioned some podcasts, but I'm a really big anime fan. I don't watch anime as much as I used to because I took a break. But, you know, that's how you know I was an anime watcher, bitch. I took a break. Um, but last episode of attack on titan came out and attack on titan came out in like 2013 so i was i was a baby mm-hmm. baby baby like i'm talking about like i'm still in elementary school i'm still a single digit type shit mm-hmm. and yeah like that's when attack on titan came out and i just remember like seeing commercials on adult swim of it and all that stuff like that and now like it's finally ending like when the manga ended bitch i was in shambles the manga ended like my like beginning junior year i believe like somewhere around there somewhere like in the winters of like 2020 in 2021 somewhere around there and when that shit ended i was in shambles because i'm like damn that means the show's about to end soon and it's like this show has been such a big part of my life because shit literally came out when i was like "Mm, give or take like shit like let's pull out a calculator y'all because not gonna lie i can't remember 2013 minus 2005 okay i was like eight when that shit came out Eight or nine, either one. Mm-hmm. I was like eight or nine when that shit came out. And then I started rewatching that shit when I was 16. I'm about to be 19 and the show is over. That's kind of sad because that kind of like really shows like the ending of like an era of my life. It means like I'm moving from yeah. girlhood and childhood and teenagehood to like adulthood now. Like I feel like I feel like as we were getting older, we were so desperate to be grown. Yeah, And now since we almost grown, it's like a constant like, ugh, like, damn, like I am grown now. And it's just one of those things where it's like, it just was like, there's just so much responsibility and expectations. And it's like, when you're in being in college, you have to advocate for yourself. There's not your parents calling up the school ain't really gonna do too much because they just like, okay, but what does your child think? Like, literally, they sent, they write, like, they sign off your rights to attorney so you make medical decisions for yourself. Um, classes, you got to register yourself for them shits. Your mm-hmm. advice, that's not your advisor's job. Your advisor's job is to advise you. You sign up for the class. If they think it's okay, they think it's okay. But at the end of the day, if you still want to do it, yeah. do it. 
that literally that type of shit like everything is in your hands if there's something wrong with your financial aid you have to call the financial aid office if there's something going like if you need a job you have to find a job like yeah. everything is is a you thing and it's like that shit is that shit is bananas because even like fathoming the fact that like damn my parents really hold no weight at all in this bitch <laughs> they do not give a they do not give mm-hmm. a damn they do not give a damn. Unless your mama name is on a building or something. Maybe that's a little different. But yeah. personally for me, see this name ain't on no building. Love you, mom. But yeah, it's not on no building. But I think for me, it's just kind of like, you know, I just, ugh, like that shit's so weird to me. Because then it's like, I really like sat down one day and I'm like, I'm closer to my 20s than I am 10. Like, I'm yeah. really like getting old as fuck <laughs> i'm n- not too much but you know i'm i'm getting to that point in life where like motherfuckers are really looking at me like bitch you are grown get it together and it's like i feel like i have a pretty put together I'm, i feel like i'm a pretty put together individual i feel like you know i really i get shit done when i gotta get it done i can take care of myself i can take care of the people who i love you know what i'm saying like I am not a cold-hearted bitch or nothing. You know, I have love to share. I have love to spare. I, you know, like, I'm a loving person. I'm a good person. I, I try my best to keep up with my morals and, you know, do everything that is requested of me and that I'm comfortable with doing. And it's kind of like, I just remember being younger and all that shit didn't really matter too much. Yeah. Because now you're past, you're getting, now building is for life. Like building yourself as a person, that's a for life thing. Like the, the building never stops. It just never stops. You just got to keep going. But the fact knowing that, you know, motherfuckers are expecting me to build something good on my own. It's out of my parents' hands. It's tough. Because it's just like, damn, I can't blame nobody but myself. Because it's just like, you know, you know, we're in that era of our life where, you know, we young and turn y'all old ass, man. And it's just like everything just seems so much like I you we have to really realize that, you know, we're not minors anymore. We're adults. And it's like everything is kind of one of those things where it's like you should know this. You should know that. Like, y'all, I had when I had to register to vote, I was sick to my stomach because I just remember being 17, 16, telling people, oh, yeah, the right to vote. You need to vote. Da, 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 da. And then when I turned 18, I was like, I really don't want to register to vote because I don't want to vote for none of these terrible ass people. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Like, it's my job as an adult to educate myself on things that are going on in my environment and in my country and, you know, just be socially aware of things because I'm an individual with intersecting identities and you know, going through all these other things. And then on top of that, like, I'm a girl, like, transitioning into womanhood. So I have to know stuff about myself, my body, my boundaries, all those things like that. And it's just kind of like, girl, I'm tired. Yeah. I'm tired. It's a lot of responsibility. I'm tired. I just miss when I could just do whatever and motherfuckers would be like, I know you're just a kid, but like, now it's just like, bitch, you're grown. Get it together. Yeah. And it's like... Stop saying that. Please. I think ever since I started college, I realized like when I used to when I was younger, I used to always get told like stay out of grown folks business because I was nosy. Right. I was always in grown folks business and same. <laughs> I stayed in trouble for that. But <laughs> honestly, it got to the point where motherfuckers just expected me to be there. <laughs> Literally, motherfuckers would start asking my opinion because I was just there all the time, and I was just like, 
well, at the end of the day. And, like, honestly, that whole term, like, stay out of grown folks' business, it's just, like, when your business is children, that's their business, too. That's just the truth about it. But, yeah. honestly, even, like, off what you were saying, and I feel like this is what you was going to say, but literally, like, I knew I was grown when grown folks didn't shoo me away when they were talking about certain mm-hmm. things. Yeah. I knew I was grown when I wasn't being shooed away when they were talking about certain things. I was like, oh, my God. This is what it's like to sit at literally. The, I remember literally. I remember I was having a conversation with a fellow adult, and I saw a kid, and I told him go over there real quick. I became the stay out of grown folks business, just a bit nicer, but I became that, and I was like, oh my god! And then when I became an aunt. That just kept solidifying itself because it's now I'm like, there's somebody calling me auntie, bitch, what? Like, it just, it dawns upon you so much. Like, there are kids who look at me and I'm an adult and they think of me as an authority. And I'm like, bitch, wait, (laughs) wait, chill out. I'm one of y'all, job vibe. Like, it's just like, I would, even like when kids like look up at me, I'm like, don't look at me like that. It's not what you think. It's not what you think. I promise I'm young. Like, it's just, it's one of those things where I find myself in situations, especially overarching situations where I'm finding myself and I'm seeing younger individuals and I'm speaking to them as an older individual and Mm -hmm. I feel that energy. Like, I... Dude, when I'm, like, giving younger people pep talks, it literally makes me gag because I'm like, I'm like, bitch. Dude, you're old as fuck. Shut up, bro. Literally, I remember I went to African American Professionals Day. It's this thing that Black Student Leadership Council of Omaha does. I was in that organization once. Like, I was in there for all four years of my high school experience. And I was up there and I was representing African People's Union, which is, you know, RSO that I'm in here in Lincoln or whatever and I was up there and literally I would see seniors and I'm like oh are you a senior and I would give them the spiel like I would tell them you know FAFSA it opens December 31st even though it's even though it opens later that still doesn't mean that doesn't mean it's open longer it's open for a shorter amount of time Mm -hmm. you know telling them like you know get this in you know they're telling me if they tell me they're going to out-of-state school I'm like that's great that's beautiful but still sign up for things like the Goodrich the Buffett all those like in-state stuff too so you have a backup plan I'm telling them I'm putting them on game and literally as soon as they would leave I'd be like that's such old people shit bro is <laughs> uh I'm like ain't no fucking way that I just did all that stuff like literally like I was talking to this one kid I was like oh my god like what do you want it like what like what, what is your potential major they were like, oh, um, engineering. I'm like, okay, that's great. And then I, was, I, I, I spoke to the other individual. I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, what's your potential major you're thinking about? And he was, he was like, oh, I'm thinking about majoring in um, in history. And I was like, I was talking about, like, once the engineering kid, he was like, oh, yeah, I want to do engineering. I was like, oh, yeah, like, I'm, I major in architecture. And then I talked to the other one. Oh, yeah, um, I want to major in history. And I'm like, oh, yeah, like, I'm trying to pick up a minor in history and ethics of ethnic studies. Mm-hmm. Bitch, stop relating to these fucking kids stop it stop it 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 just feels weird it just feels so weird because like they were looking at me like i was an older woman and i'm like yeah no 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 i'm you like please stop we we see each other i I was literally you a couple months ago like my beginning of 2023 i was still in high school yeah please stop please please mine i think what's crazy is like when my like little nieces and like cousins would be like like, give me advice for high school. And I was like, I have no idea how I survived 
So um, I'm going to just tell you how I survived. And hopefully, like... Hopefully, that's enough information for because you. Because I... Like, it's weird. Like, ew, I'm done with high school. Like, ew. I thought I was going to be in high school forever. Like, I feel like when you're in high school, it's like... You feel like that shit's your life. Yeah. Like, it's going to be forever. Like, okay. Like, yeah, I'm going to go to, like, college. I'm going to do this. I'm going to travel. I remember when all of this shit... It was just was an just, idea. It was just a statement. Yeah. I remember when it was a statement. Fuck an idea. I remember when that shit was just a statement. Now, yeah. it's reality. Like... Every time I wake up in my dorm, I'm like, this is college. Yeah, it's weird. Like, I'd be like, no fucking way. Like, too fucking stunt to speak. Because I just remember when all this shit was an Dude, idea. Bro, 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 bro. I, I had to, like, I don't know. You know when you went on a tour to colleges? Yes. It's like seeing the college students, like, oh, that's cool. But, like, being the college student, I'm like, seeing bro, people the, on get, tour. Get, get, get the fuck out of here. It's so get weird. Out. It's get like, out. I know what you're thinking right now. For like, real. And I'm just like. You were me. <laughs> like, every time I walk past a group of high school kids who are doing a tour, I kind of just say. <laughs> it's weird. <laughs> high school kids, like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, it's just. And I still have some friends who are in high school and stuff like that. And I'm talking about, like, sophomores and stuff. And they're just so precious. And, you know, like, I just remember when I was in high school, literally, I thought high school was my life. Mm-hmm. And now I'm in college and I literally think this shit is my life. Like, when you're in a certain period in time of your life, especially when it comes to schooling and education, you yeah. think that portion of that time in your life is literally your life. You think you're going to be there literally forever. High school went by so slow but so fast yeah it went by like i i closed my eyes one day i was a freshman i opened it i was ending my junior year going into my senior year and senior year i closed my eyes it was great and when i opened them no matter of fact when my eyes were still closed graduation was happening yeah that high school went by fast too fast like way too fast and that's why like i try to tell people all the time i'm like yeah you might think that skipping that grade gets you in there soon enough but like I feel like me experiencing the full four years the best that I could. I sometimes I talk about some of the shit that, you know, went on in high school. And I'm just like, I'm glad I got to experience that because I feel like that's taught me to be a different person and a different individual. And that's also like molded me into another person. I feel like without high school, I wouldn't be the person who I am today. And I wouldn't have gotten some of the opportunities that I've gotten. And I wouldn't got to meet some of the people who I met. There are some people who I there are people who I met in high school that I want them to be in my life forever, like for the rest of my life, like friendships, like some of the friendships that I made in high school, those those women will forever be my friends. Those people will forever be my friends. They're not my my family. Like even today, like I was talking to Sid and Amira and we were just talking about how like Man, like, you know, like, when we get married, like, I think about, you know, being Dude, bridesmaids to my friends. I, I thought about that. Like, we're going to each other's weddings, like, literally. And it's it's crazy. Literally. And me personally, like, me and um me and my partner, we met in high school. Like, that was that was a little thing. Like, senior year was a us. Like, senior year was us. And it's just like, I think about my life past college and marriage and stuff and I think about like I see pictures of like women on Facebook and Instagram talking about you know recreating pictures of bridesmaids of when we first met or when we were younger and stuff and it's just like that shit is so crazy that that is about to be our reality yeah that is about to be our reality there are people how fast high school went it's like it's finna it's finna happen and adulthood finna go by so much faster that shit is like that shit is moving like 
I'm telling y'all, this girl who I graduated high school with, and the fact that I even get to say this statement is kind of weird, graduated high school with, okay. Um, this girl who I graduated high school with, her and her man is engaged. And I'm, my goodness, like, where did the time go? And they were together, they're, they've been together for a long ass time. So, like, it's not no, like, oh, yeah, popping out of high school, she got to be pregnant for them to be, no, like, they, they, they've been together for a minute. Mm. So it's like, when I saw the engagement ring, I'm thinking, oh, cute promise ring. Then I read the caption, and it's like, oh, it's an engagement ring. Okay. And it's not even that it didn't look like an engagement ring. At our age, yeah. at our age, when you see, when, when you see a ring, you instantly think it's a promise ring. Because we're just, we're so, we're at that. Nigga, we be playing. We be playing. Yeah. Me personally, I don't play by mine, but I know there are so many people who I know my age who still haven't experienced their first relationship yet. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was not shade for you, girl. That was not shade for you, girl, I promise. But there are just some people who I know who haven't had like genuine experiences with any other person except for like friendship wise and stuff like that and also just like we're still so young some motherfuckers are still out here playing around i'm young in turn y'all old ass mad okay cool whatever but it's just kind of like knowing that two individuals our age are about to get married and you know what comes after marriage starting a fucking family yeah it's like no fucking way no fucking way cut the, cut the cameras cut the cameras cut the camera cut the ca- cut the audio cut cut it Cut it now. Cut it it off. Cut it. Turn it. Turn it off. Cut it. Cut it. Because that shit is just so crazy. Because it's like, we still be, like, like middle school was so long ago. Yeah. That's crazy. We was in middle school almost, like, what, a decade ago? What? Oh, God, please. Wait, 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 wait. We was not that old. Please. Bro, 2016 was, like, seven to eight years ago. (laughs) <laughs> that's crazy exactly oh god lee exactly so yeah. it's like just knowing time and also that bring y'all know what i'd be saying time is an illusion literally that shit goes over your head the way people perceive time everybody perceives perceives time different some people think five to seven years isn't that long others think that i think that's long as hell not gonna hold you like yeah. i'm i'm sorry Five to seven years, I imagine people, children, newborn. Five years later, they're literally standing, walking, talking, talking eating, yelling, crying, do, being, being, being terrorists so, to regular ass individuals who in that little little mindset or whatever. Yeah, like that's just, just crazy. I, yeah, I can't fathom. I don't that. know if I'm ready. Moving on. <laughs> um, moving on to our first pop culture topic. We're going to be talking about the possible end of the terrorization of DJ Academics. Now, if y'all don't know who DJ Academics is, I don't know if that nigga a real DJ or not. I-, I never know, but I've always just seen him on the internet. DJ Academics is... I would call him a social commentator in some way, shape, or form. Not just a social commentator, but a hip-hop social commentator um, who mainly streams on, like, you know, Instagram, Twitch, 
um, all that stuff like that. And he talks about mainstream hip hop topics. So whether that's numbers, albums, artists, he covered the whole Chirac thing or whatever that is and all that stuff like that. And recently he's been in the media because he talked about pretty much how he thinks that the City Girls, um, them as a group, their careers are flopping. Um, he said JT was the more talented one out of the group or whatever, and like whatever she got going, she should just leave the group. Da, 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 da. But he practically said that, you know, Young Miami and JT should just be done as a group because they're not making any good music anymore. And one thing that DJ Academics has a pretty common record for is attacking female artists in the worst way you know because as a man why why are you attacking women like this um but pretty much dj academics has a pretty like firm history of like going after certain female artists and certain like and certain like talking about their music and their careers and stuff like that and kind of really hitting below the belt real bad like unprofessionally like hitting below the belt Sorry, I like moved my mic so hard that I just had to go silent. <laughs> but um, yeah, so for the most part, um, especially DJ Academics goes so hard at Young Miami. There was this instance where Young Miami was six months pregnant. And I think she either got her car shot up or threatened to get her car shot up when she was six months pregnant. And DJ Academics thought that shit was a joke. Um, so naturally, anytime the city girls or young Miami is targeted, Saucy Santana, who is another local Florida rapper, just like the city girls, he comes out and he starts defending his friends and starts talking about practically how DJ academics is always hidden below the belt, especially against women. And when it comes to talking about other male artists, he doesn't go as hard as them. He doesn't go as hard um, as when he talks about female artists and things of that nature. And practically, they just had a whole back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, to the extent where Saucy's Hannah says some very, I would say, not okay things, but I understand why he's outraged at DJ Academics. A lot of artists have felt this way before. A lot of these artists have literally, like, called up DJ Academics, telling him, like, stop talking about me on your live streams. Mm-hmm. I don't like you. I don't like what you represent. Stop talking about me type shit. Yeah. So... This is like a battle that people say are saying that DJ Academics has lost since Saucy Santana has really little boyed him, little boyed him in the media to the point where he had to hop on live crying type shit. So (laughs) I guess, Jakea, what do you think? Because I know like you don't really like pay attention to stuff like that because he's like mainly like a lot of people just post him in the shade room and stuff. But yeah, well, I've seen the video on TikTok and I kind of just like I've seen it and I've seen what the problematic it wasn't really problematic seeing that saucy Santana has said and I was like whoa and every time I see the DJ academics dude it's always something what was the biggest one like in the recent like it was like maybe a couple years ago and it was something pretty big that had happened with him but I can't think of it was it with the whole Meg thing that's a possibility. It probably was. And I was like, I that's he, what I... I think he that he definitely stated that he thought that Megan was lying. and Yeah, yada, I think yada, that's yada. what it was. And I was like, oh, I don't like him. You know, just joining the masses and denying yeah. the evidence and stuff. But then, like, also, like, he just... The way he talks about certain women is kind of sad. Because, like, I definitely remember, like, there's this one time where he called Glorilla ugly. Um, and yes. it, it's just, like... Mm-mm. He literally was like, he called her by her government name and was like, you're literally ugly. And I was like, okay, like, w- like, what's the point about that? Like, 
it's one thing to be a commentator. It's another thing to just be childish as fuck and just have a platform mm-hmm. and just use yeah, it all the time. Yeah. Um, and with DJ Academics, I feel like he just doesn't serve any purpose to music culture at all. Like, like I said, I don't know if that nigga's an actual DJ or not, but I don't see him DJing nowhere. So <laughs> I guess he's not. He kind of just, he never really advances a conversation. He kind of just, he's messy as fuck. Like, that's just the truth. Like, I don't know. It's just like every time something happens with DJ academics, it just feels like he's just always terrorizing people. And that's why I feel like this whole situation with him and Saucy Santana, everybody was kind of like, yeah, um, I think this might be the end of DJ academics because it's just time to let that shit go. Because without a doubt, if you're a new artist and you're breaking mainstream, DJ Academics will talk about you. Yeah. He will speak about you. Even if he don't even really listen to your music like that, he will speak about you. Because literally, like, he was dogging this, the dogging the city girls. Like, literally talking about some, oh, um, I was talking to the people who classify what albums are. So, like, if an album goes, like, like platinum or diamond and stuff like that, like, those are the people who classify that. And he was saying that... Um, what's How it called get in the room with these people i this is why i'm i'm saying i don't know if he's an actual dj or not because a dj would have those types of connections but it's like nigga i've never seen you dj nowhere yeah so it's like yeah i'm confused but um he was just pretty much like oh yeah like they said that that shit went triple plastic i don't know if he was trying to be funny or nothing but he was like yeah he was like last time their album went styrofoam this time it went triple plastic and he was like giggling and i'm like do you think this is funny because i feel like with the city girls their journey to their fame has been so it's been rough because it's like you know, when Act Up came out, JT went to jail. JT was in prison for a minute. So it was just Young Miami holding down the fort for real. And, like, Young Miami has expressed that, like, every time she hears music from that era in time, she gets triggered. Because mm. it's just, like, it was just her holding down a brand. And she was like, I didn't want to fuck up. I didn't want to do the wrong feature. I didn't want to do the wrong this, that, and the third. Because I knew, like, when you like when you came out, you expected us to be to be something good. And you wanted to come back to something that was still holding substance and stuff because i feel like what a lot of people neglect to understand is like some of these new artists like when they first begin they're funding all their own shit like you're putting your money and your your hard work into into that shit and it has to work it has to work and if it doesn't you just lose money simple as that especially with jt having kids like jt had jt still had a child at that time so she had she had mouths to feed so it was just like you know it's just one of those things where it's like when you want your art to work out so bad, it becomes to the point where it becomes essentially a little toxic because you just want it to work out so bad. You just want it yeah. to be as best as it can. You just want you just, you just want the best for it. It's like it's like a child, essentially. So it's just like for him to speak on them like that, knowing that they've like publicly talked about like the things that their group has gone through together and talking about how you know they're not appreciative of people talk, like speculating that they're gonna break up since jt is doing more solo stuff and um what is it called young miami has carisha please you know all her like all her little subset stuff like they're not fans of when people talk like that because they're just like we've been through so much as a group 
And everything that we do is always going to be in the name of the group. Like, it's forever City Girl stuff. So the fact that he talks about them like that and kind of degrades people's work, it's sad. It's unfortunate because it's just like some people actually take what he says seriously. Yeah. And it's like, you're ruining somebody's bag. That's sad. Be better. Please. Be so much better than that. For your own sake. And it's just like, I feel like, in his and then he tries to really like act like he just knows something because with the whole Meg thing, he was just terrorizing this woman, bro, just terrorizing her, and it just it was just so irritating because it's just like you're egging on a narrative that literally they're trying to prove is wrong in the court of law, bro. Yeah, just stop doing I feel like that. That should be illegal. Like after, I'm pretty sure that is fucking illegal. Well, they need to lock him up. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure that is illegal in some places. And it's just kind of like, and I feel like he was one of the main people who are really, really trying to spread the narrative that it's Megan who pressed charges. When in reality, it was the state of California that pressed charges on Tory. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's just like, come on, be so for real. Like, when motherfuckers was just like, oh, yeah, I don't think he did it. They literally just say the most unhinged shit. And I'm just like, okay, are you done? Are you done? Because you just said the most ridiculous shit with no evidence, with no proof. You just said, I don't think he did it because I don't think he's capable. Okay? Like, dude, what the fuck? Like, I'm literally about to have a brain aneurysm just saying this shit right now. Like, what do you mean? Like, and he was one of them people who's just like, he never even, he never even talked about the evidence. He was just like, I don't think he's capable of it. I don't think he's capable of it. And then he was also one of those people trying to run the narrative of like, she big as hell. How how he gonna let how she gonna let that little ass nigga do that to her? Are you serious right now? That's so stupid. Are you serious right now? Like he just kind of like adds on to that narrative that just just ignorance. Just ignorance. Like that's that's really it. Just ignorance. Like and like he's just and he be he be one of them people too, just to be so quick to talk about, oh yeah. This person is this for the black community. Da, 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 da. Nigga, you're you're damaging as fuck to the black community too. Stop playing like yeah. that, bro. Like, stop yeah. playing like that. That type of image, that shit is so sick. Because it's just like try harder, please. Be better. Like, if you don't got good content to give, if you don't do DJing no more. If you was ever a DJ. If you were ever a DJ, just stop. And that's why people are just so just so happy to see him defeated. You, you, do you know how bad of a person you have to be for people to be so happy to see you defeated? You got to be the scum of the earth for somebody to be like, thank God somebody done humble this nigga. Yeah. So sad. It's unfortunate because, like, honestly, what Santana said to him, that second part of that statement, I thought it was a bit OD. And, yeah, that was that was weird. And I was like, okay, maybe he shouldn't have said that. But it's just kind of like, you came for his, like, and that's not an excuse. Like, there's no excuse to say that. But at the end of the day, it's just like, you came for his friends. Like, that's, like, that's the thing. Like, you, he is so used to, like, kind of shooting people when they're down Mm -hmm. and them not saying nothing and him kind of proceeding on and, or him being like, I got the credentials and da 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 da. People just be like, okay, and like there are a lot of there are a lot of people with the DJ title who got the credentials to talk about some of the shit that you be talking about, but they don't want to talk about it because <gasps> they're not haters. Oh right. my god, oh 
Oh my god! But I in the, one of the videos, it says like he knows how to work the media. He, he knows, does. He knows how he's gonna because he's paid. been doing this shit for so long. Yeah, that's why I'm just like I don't know if he's a DJ or not because it's just kind of like you know not everybody has a DJ title who wasn't a DJ. So like yeah. you know maybe he was actually a DJ. I don't know, but yeah, it's he just, just knows how to work. The honestly, media. after the whole like Megan thing, after the whole like court case and stuff. I just was like, he's just he's just extra annoying now because I'm just like, that was such a damaging thing to put out in the media, knowing that people are already dogging this woman through the mud. Right. Why do you want to be this image for like black people? Why? Like, why do you just want to like I under? okay, y'all don't get me wrong. I am a believer. Everybody needs a bit of a hater. Everybody needs a hater. You know, everybody, everybody needs some humble sauce sometimes. But there's something about what he does that's just purely degrading. It's just purely degrading. Like, it's just not hating. Like, you you just, you do it too much. Like, it's just like one of those things where it's like, at this point, you really just don't care about whatever backlash this person is going to get. You're just saying shit to say shit. Yeah. And it's kind of, it's kind of sad. Very. But yeah, maybe we won't be hearing from him too much now since santana has silenced that man moving on so megan the stallion or megan the cobra has released her new um like her new project which is independently funded by her um she's an independent artist now um her new single cobra just came out and it's been sparking a lot of stuff in the media um especially um this one specific line that she said in cobra honestly i'm I'm gonna wait well never mind i'm gonna just say it now since i already said it but um this one line in cobra <laughs> got his dick sucked in the same in the same bed i sleep in um that's been rising a lot of like cheating scandals, yeah, yeah, cheating scandal talk and stuff like that jakia just watched this shit just now so but Jakea, i seen that on tiktok i seen the scandal thing on tiktok party trust you will be dealt with <laughs> and do and do um, i just don't understand how do you fumble like Megan Thee stallion bro like i'm baffled men men i'm beyond men baffled. that's it but um jakea what did you think about the music video um <clears throat> so i follow meg um Me because too. yeah i do i am i love the i mean like i follow her on instagram i'm not like a st- i wouldn't say i'm a stan but I follow her on Instagram too and Twitter. Oh. Uh and TikTok. I love her TikTok. I videos. also follow her on TikTok too. Yeah. Um so I definitely knew about this song coming out. Mm-hmm. Did I act on it quickly? No. But I do think um because I was like Cobra, like that's that's different. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And listening to the song just now, like I could tell like this is like she came back like ready. Like I think she ate like she's staying on business. Yeah. <laughs> Stand on business. Stand on business for real. And yeah, I think this is definitely going to be like, I don't know, a new era for Meg. For sure. I'm really excited. For sure. I feel like um, Bongos was kind of like a soft launch to see, you know, what the crowd really wants type shit. And this is like her real music because I said, I was like talking about this on my, um, close friends on my instagram but i was like there are three things three highlighted things that i think about cobra one people choose to pay attention to the wrong thing truly people people try people pay attention to the wrong thing two 
people don't understand metaphors. People don't get metaphors. These are also some of the same people who take the Bible literally. They be- they believe there was an apple. They believe that there was an actual snake. They believe there were actual physical things that really weren't there. They're just metaphoric. And also, motherfuckers are late. Literally. What I mean by motherfuckers are choosing to pay attention to the wrong thing. Yes. Yes. Hearing that line about possibly party was crazy because party trust you will be dealt with um it's just like damn that's crazy because we all know like when they were together like that was like the height of everything in her life like the trial you know her family issues her mental health as she talks about like that was the peak of everything and hearing that that happened was so unfortunate because I feel like people try to justify oh you know if I found out that my girl was Fucking with so-and-so amount of men while we were together. Correction. The people who she talked about, who she talked about and who she slept with, who she talked about in trial, she firmly stated that she messed around with these people before her current relationship. She made that very clear. She made that very, very clear. Also, y'all are very desensitized to life. Y'all are chronically online. That's that's literally what I'm going to say. Y'all are chronically online because you think just because, oh, my goodness, this happened. This is what I'm going to do. I know this shit's corny. Two wrongs don't make it right. Da, 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 but that's OD in, in her bed where she sleeps. Really? Be for real. Even if that was the case. So I'm just kind of like and even if all the I feel like people just misogyny wires running rampant in y'all minds and it's kind of it, it shows all the time because at the end of the day oh my goodness like she's young and turn y'all old ass mad i'm gonna I'm forever say this phrase she young and turn y'all old ass mad these niggas be fucking any and every bitch they see on the road it's not like she's fucking broke niggas it's not like she's fucking broke niggas you know what i'm saying it's not like she's fucking broke niggas she's fucking other niggas who she know got money yeah yeah, she's fucking up the niggas who she knows got money. So that's one. Two, when a man do it, he's that nigga. When a bitch do it, she's a slut. She's a groupie. She's for everybody. She's for the industry niggas. Come on, y'all. Can we grow up with this shit now? Can we grow up with, the, can we stop the how many bodies you got? I, like, look, cut that shit out. Cut that shit out. We're getting too old for this. Cut it out. Cut it out. At the end of the day, somebody's sexual history does not define who they are as a person. That's really, that's really it depending on the situation but literally it was just kind of like back to my point y'all are paying attention to the wrong thing yes party you will be dealt with um but in the same in the same span of a verse she talks about how she misses her parents and she talks about how people were literally profiting off of her depression and literally pushing her to keep working despite her being chronically depressed almost suicidal literally suicidal talks about her being suicidal and nobody wants to talk about that but now it's oh party side eye literally i understand that you know in this day and age it's easy to pay attention to things that you can digest more but my issue is when it comes to the conversation about megan nobody wants to give her grace nobody wants to give her grace she's literally an orphan when she was graduating, none of her parents were there. Literally, her grandmother passed away too, 
And at the end of the day, the whole reason why she started rapping is because of her mom. Her mom was also a rapper. She wasn't as mainstream as Megan, but she was still a rapper. That was the person that was pretty much the person who was guiding her through the industry. She literally talks about and this is my third point. Y'all niggas it's late. She talks about in her album, um, Tremethazine, how practically she felt like she should have listened to her mom. She should have listened to her more. She should have took her advice more in this industry stuff because she feels like she probably would have been in a whole different place. So I feel like when a lot of y'all, you know, you're talking about the party cheating, all this stuff like that. In the same line, our good girl talks about how she misses her parents and how she just how literally everybody just did not care about her well-being and allowed her to practically self-destruct because everybody was still getting paid at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And nobody had nothing to say about that. So it's just kind of like, can we, can we like move aside the digestibility and actually talk about, damn, this girl has been through hell for the past three to four years. And we've literally all been asking her, where the music at? Where Megan at? and people are just so surprised that she's so different and it's like that shit changes you that shit changes you like me personally i don't understand but the death of a parent it is is, it's a lot that shit that shit is so deep that shit is so deep because that's literally she she does not have parents she doesn't have a set of parents doesn't have a grandma she literally just does this shit on her own day to day literally and I feel like people just don't understand that. And you're so, y'all so quick to judge her. When this whole thing with Tori was going on, it literally was just her. Literally. I don't know if y'all noticed, most of the people who was hanging around her all the time, y'all don't see her, y'all don't see those people too much. Literally, doing it by herself. So it's just like, come on, y'all, be so fucking for real and pay attention to the better things. And then on top of that, people who talk about some of the videos demonic, do you understand metaphors? What? If you don't understand metaphors, just say that. I don't think just say that talking about some the illuminati has gotten her oh my god talking about oh this is given demonic do you understand metaphors if you don't understand metaphors just tell me and i'll explain you i'll explain it to you i promise i promise cobras represent courage snakes shedding their skin represents a new era in your life you're shedding your old self and you're you're moving on into the new yeah snakes do not snakes are not the devil if god created all his animals beautifully why do you decide to associate this one animal with the devil when God created that? Stop. Stop. Pick up a book. Learn metaphors. Please. 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 At the end of the day, Megan the Stallion, Megan Pete, if you may, has been through hell and back. Yeah. So literally, she's literally showing y'all. And people, I hate when people was like, oh, her saying she missed her parents and being naked in the same frame is crazy. She wasn't naked. She had the snake skin on. I'm putting up air quotes. And she, the whole the whole point of the scene was to show that practically she's shedding her skin and becoming a new individual in front of the media. That's why there are yeah. all those cameras. That's why she was in a box. That's why she was literally removing all that stuff. And also, it's just like, why are y'all constantly minimizing people's feelings based off of their looks? Instead of you saying, oh, my God, I feel so bad that she has, you know, has those thoughts of how she missed her parents. Instead, I find it so crazy that she's practically naked in the frame talking about some she missed her parents. Like, what? Bro, suck a dick. Please. Please. I'm sorry for the vulgarity, but literally. Literally, stop. Be better. Because I feel like, like I said, a lot of y'all motherfuckers be chronically online to the point where you forget that these celebrities used to be average people. 
literally, while Megan was a regular, regular artist, she was literally still going to college, still going to college, still getting a degree like everybody else. Literally. Celebrities were individuals before they were famous. Stop being chronically online, please, y'all. Stop being chronically online. That shit sucks. And then on top of that, like I said, y'all's late. Tremethazine, Megan talked about her depression. She talked about her dealing with the death of her parents and the death of certain family members in her life. She talked about how the media hurt, how the media dragging her all the time made her feel. She talked about all that stuff in Tremethazine with great features, meaning, meaningful features too, mm-hmm. and a great, great beat. I love when, when rap artists specifically cross into a different genre of music mm-hmm. um, because... Obviously, the sample of Cobra is more of like a funk. A they're like a infamous funk band. I forget what they're. I forget their name. But you know, moving into the funk and indie type feel, rapping over a meaningful beat. And mm-hmm. people who I was listening to commentary, and this one comment um, commenter was like, commentator was like, people who say that they don't like this song, they are so used to pop and diddy bop rap. <laughs> Diddy bop rap. <laughs> diddy bop rap. You know, are you talking about like diddy bop, diddy bop, or like, like just like just rap with no substance. Like okay. they're just rapping the rap, and guy. you know they're used to the coochie rap and all that stuff like that. They're not okay, used yeah. to like traditional hip hop mm-hmm. where they tell a story yeah. and they they lead on with the narrative. But they're the first person with a right. Tupac shirt, like. right? <laughs> Bitch, <laughs> bitch, <laughs> bitch. Talk about yeah. some talking about some thug life, girl. Spell it. <laughs> Stop it, please. Yeah. Like, literally, like, honestly, it felt like poetry listening to the whole thing. It felt like poetry. Yeah, like, I, she's un- a story. I understood everything that she said. Mm-hmm. I, you know, literally, you know, you know, they're rapping with clarity when you could do subtitles on the song. Mm. I'm telling y'all, you know, you just know, you just know. Yeah. But yeah, honestly, those are my three points. Yeah. Like, y'all motherfuckers pay attention to the wrong thing. This girl was literally suffering, talking about, you know, how some how how can somebody so blessed want to literally kill themselves? She literally talked about that. TW. Sorry, y'all. But practically just talking about how can somebody so blessed just not want to be in the position that she's in Two, y'all don't understand fucking metaphors. Sometimes it's not demonic. It's not the Illuminati. It's just imagery. <gasps> Oh, my God. And also, motherfuckers who are just like, I just find it so weird how she's trying to, like, you know, do imagery, but she's also having a dance break. Ho, when my money is on the project, I'm going to do a dance break. Exactly. Like, if I get the chance to do a dance break, bro, I'm I'm, I'm going to eat it up. I'm going to do a little, put my index fingers out and really get into it. Because, girl, like I said, Megan is an independent artist now. She pays for all her own projects. So every song you recently heard from Megan Thee Stallion has came out of her her pocket hoe. Mm-hmm. So, girl, if she want to do a dance break, girl, do your dance break. Cause this is how you paying for this is how you paying for your livelihood. Yeah. Th- that's that's what y'all cease to understand. This is how she pay for her livelihood. She still gotta got she still have to have a cute little beat. She still have to have something that people are gonna want to enjoy listening to. Type shit. So it's just kind of like motherfuckers talking about something I don't understand. Like, you know, if you're telling a story and it's so sad, what's the point of the dance break? Ho, shut up. The fuck? Get turned. <laughs> y'all, y'all make some noise. What the fuck? <laughs> like, come on now. Be so fucking for real, bro. Like, y'all, like I said, y'all niggas are so chronically online. At the end of the day, it's still music. If she feels like her story needs a break, every story needs an intermission. Mm-hmm. The intermission is the dance break, ho. 
Simple as that. And like I said, when it's coming out of yo side pocket, hoe, you gonna have to dance. You gonna yeah. dance for your money. Yeah. You gonna dance for your money. Simple as that. And then my third point, of course, y'all niggas is late. Stream tra- stream tramethazine. It's just trauma with zine at the end, mm-hmm. um, which is Z I N E. Um, listen to that, and literally Cobra could literally be on that track list. Yeah. Literally. Listen to it, you'll understand more so of the the mindset of Megan the Stallion of what she's been going through these past couple years. You will understand that more. You will understand why she took so long of a hiatus. You will understand the reason why she feels the way she does. You'll literally just understand who Megan Pete is, not just Megan the Stallion. Yeah. You got anything else to say, JKM? Love the music video. Love the song. I, Love she her. looks so good. She ate that up. She looked so good. Um, yeah, I'm excited for like new music. I know. I can't wait for for the next release. I'm on the tip of my toes. And uh, again, party, you will be dealt with. Well, that's all we got for today. You know what I'm saying? Another chill episode for the chaos of the guests. Come back around. <laughs> okay, go ahead and share that post schedule, girl. We post every Wednesday on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. You can also find us on Insta and TikTok at We're Behind the Mic. We're spelled regular. We're spelled W E R E behind the mic spelled regular. Where we're posting public interviews and behind the scenes content, y'all. This shit is a work in progress. We're getting the shit moving. Don't worry, we'll post something soon. <laughs> um, uh, matter of fact, Jaquette, you should post that one TikTok that we did that one time. Okay, we're gonna start posting TikToks for y'all. Yes, we're gonna. Yes, we're gonna start posting TikTok content too on TikTok. Just, just to be. Just to be funny. Yeah. <laughs> just to be funny. Because <laughs> we're actually really funny. We're girl comedians. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Ja'Kaya, where can they find you on the media? You guys can find me at Ja'Kaya Lachey, J-A-K-A-Y-A-L-A-S-H-A-E on Instagram and where is Ja'Kaya on TikTok? You can also find me on Insta at Veronica Sarbaugh, spelled V-E-R-O-N-I-C-A-S-A-R-G-B-A-H. And... We'll see y'all next week. Behind the mic. And party you will be dealt with.